Lucas. 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 Good morning. Good, good morning Hello. to Hello. you. Hello. We're, we're zooming again. Uh, yes. On the Look at Will You Listen podcast, do we want to get the business part out of the way first? Look at Will You Listen is the podcast. I do not have that particular script in front of me. You but... don't, because as we revealed before, somebody gave away their printer because why will I need a printer? Because we're always going to have an office to go office. to. Yeah, and now we don't have an office, but uh, we have three topics each. Uh, so the six different topics. Don't Yeah, I'll read it out. Two, <laughs> you, already, you two all radio heads going through six subjects in around 30 minutes with their opinions and stories thrown in. Bear in mind. Bearing in mind, we do not know what the other person is going to say. So you have the element of suspense and surprise at all times. Mostly for us. Bear in mind, we don't know what each other's subjects are. So we have the element of surprise for both listener and host all the way through. Exactly. Isn't that exciting? So I've picked three things, Neve picks three things, and we haven't a clue what we're... Well, it's, it's much the same as when we were on the radio. That we didn't is know, exactly We it. didn't know what each other was going to say, mainly because we didn't care. <laughs> Off-the-cuff brilliance. Exactly. We have a new yes. listener, by the way, Shay, who, who, um, who listened in and texted and said... He had to listen to the end to find out what was going on. I didn't think we were that good. Yeah, okay, interesting. And Thanks, I didn't think I didn't think we were hooking ahead that well either, that people would feel that they had to listen. But listen, we'll take it. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Shay. Welcome yeah. to the crew. Exactly. And of course, Mel is still bullying us in the uh, in the social media social stable. Social media department, yes, it's exactly. The, we're going to call it the social media stable now. We'll nick that from ITV Racing. Oh, that's nice. Because it's Cheltenham <laughs> week. We record this on a Friday. It's Cheltenham week and I've been watching the races all week. You're very good at knowing about the horses. <laughs> no, You're I'm very not. very good at all of that. I'm very and good at watching uh, racing and losing money. But it sounds like great fun. It is good fun. It is. I mean, again, it's, it's entertainment. I don't lose that much because I don't bet that much because I know quite well I'm not going to win. But you always like it. And it's something I like about you because you, you have your things that you like and it kind of makes the world make sense. And you always like Cheltenham. Well, that's cool. Yeah, everyone. But you have things you like as well. You love, you love playing the piano. I do like playing the piano. So do you, actually. Yeah. And, and more, well, you like more than that, which we won't get into. <laughs> I like my dog. I'm obsessed with my dog. I, well, listen, anybody who listens to this knows you are well yeah. obsessed with your dog. <laughs> How is Stevie this week? She's sitting at my feet, destroying uh, a mat that I, like an absorbent mat that I have for germinating seeds on. Uh, but she really likes it, so I gave it to her. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just having a cup of tea. Oh, soft touch. Exactly. You're still off the tea for Lent? Off the tea for Lent. It's going very well. Very yes. good. Yes. I haven't cracked yet. Ah, nice one. You see, the thing is, Neve and I don't see each other during the week. I'll try that again. Neve and I don't see each other during the week. I'll try it without slurring. Um, so the <laughs> only time we get... that tea? Uh, before, yeah, exactly. That was the first slurp I took. Um, we only we only kind of get to talk when we do this. And that's yes. why mostly we don't necessarily stick to the script. <laughs> but sure, listen. Yeah, because it's the it kind of... It's one of the only social interactions I have all week. Exactly. So it's very exciting. And yes. you're, you're on the Zoom again this week. You're not in studio with us. But uh, but that's a remarkable camera you have, I have to say. it is. Cameras on Macs are really good. <laughs> They're very good. I don't know if I want a remarkable camera zooming in on how I look from home. My big pink blanket thrown around me. But well, <laughs> but you I'm know. I'm glad that it works. It's not your big, big pink blanket. It's your work clothes. Yeah. <laughs> are on. Oh, they're underneath the blanket. <laughs> yeah, sure. A blanket will be the, the work clothes in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, we're probably four or five minutes in at this stage. We probably should start the program. 
Our first topic is, is news. news. Yeah. Our first,、uh, yes. And I, I don't know why I always end up going first, but I feel like I take up all of your airtime. But no, I'm going to do it again. Well,、oh, two well. things, right? I, it's, it's being gentlemanly, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do that these days, but being gentlemanly, <laughs>、uh, as in ladies first, which I don't have a problem with. And secondly, generally, your topics are more fun than mine. With the exception of last week. Last week, I had some good、fire. topics. I got some, some really I, good I have、topics. to say, I got some good ones this week as well. Yeah, you're bit on the road. Bit of competition going on, Eve. Excellent. I, I'm not going to let that young one beat me in topics. <laughs> <laughs> She's better than me on the radio. She's not going to beat me on the topics. <laughs> right. What have we got,、But、number one? Are you going to talk about death again? No. Okay. Shock horror. I'm、That's、not talking、start. about death. I'm talking about work,、uh, which is、bad. sometimes equated to death. But、uh, to celebrate, to mark, to whatever,、yeah. 12 months of living and working with COVID 19 restrictions. Uh, RTE News.ie has published、um, some of the data from a recent human resources learning and development study about working at home. Like, what do we think of working at home? Do we like it? Will it change the world? Will we continue? So, the findings showed that over three quarters agreed that workers should have the right to request flexible working. A similar number, 76% said, yeah,、uh, we think that you should be able to request that you can have an element of remote Work working. 77% said they planned to adopt a blend of remote and on site working long term, which is where I would be. I would love a mix of the two so that you could have a bit of social interaction, get the work done, have a place where you can go. Also, what we do is quite specific. A lot of the time you need kind of to work to have a quiet studio to work in, so that's great.、Um, but it's really annoying from home because bad internet and there are lots of building. Bits and pieces of DIY going on. Well, you're having the、me. castle renovated, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting jobs done or doing work, and it's like hammering everywhere and gardening and all kinds of things. So, trying to record audio in those settings is really annoying. I would love a mix of remote and on site working. And nearly three quarters, or 400 respondents, said their productivity increased or remained steady once remote working became the norm. What were these respondents purely people who worked in RTE? No, they were not. Okay. I don't know who they were. So, this is, an, this is a study,、uh, a human resources study, and I don't know who answered this, but it definitely, definitely weren't people in the r e I will tell you why, because I know somebody in there、uh, who,、yes. and, and they said they were doing a study of the people in RTE. Oh, to、okay. see what their, what their views w a s and I was curious about that.、Um, obviously, oh, wait, sorry. Research carried out by CIPD Ireland. There you go. Okay. Kip it. Is that what we say? Oh, those Kip it people. They know their stuff <laughs> when it comes to research. That is interesting. I, I mean, I, I think I have a daughter who would be very happy to, to work at home for the rest of her life. Wow. I find it quite isolating. Yeah. I find it quite depressing because you go, I have a spare bedroom, and that's great. You go from your bedroom into the spare bedroom, and that's where you do your work. And then you go down to your kitchen for your lunch, and then back to your spare bedroom, and then your kitchen for your dinner, and then you go back to your bedroom, and then you go to sleep. I actually I, I think she's just convincing herself of that、uh, to try and make herself feel okay working from home. I think、okay. when she has the opportunity to go back in, she will be going back in. However, I never ever want to work full time in an office ever again. 
I probably will end up doing that. Yes. But I love the idea of being able to do a few hours here and a few hours there, and it's really nice to have that flexibility. But that's like working in RTE, isn't it? You do a few hours here and you do a few hours there. That work I'm talking about, yeah? Have a bit of a coffee break. <laughs> yes. Have a chat. <laughs> yes. That's the end of my program out there. Um, <laughs> don't be talking about us like that, Al. Um, <laughs> right. Where's your program going? Uh, well, we'll see next week if I'm still there after that comment. <laughs> Everybody out there works very, very, very hard. Incredibly diligently. Yes, indeedy. If we couldn't slag off each other. <laughs> Come on. Will we move on to mine? What is your news story My today? news story is science and history tells us getting your daily routine right is essential for success. So it's about routines, right? And research shows the activities are good for you. There's a catch to shoving ever more of them into your schedule. Science is just as clear. You also need plenty of non-time. Non-time rather than none-time. Yes, in your routine. Okay, you so need you're not this. talking about nuns. If you, about non. Exactly. Non-time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, I did hear it right. You Great. can work with a number, but you'll never get into the habit. If you crowd your days with every healthy habit, can we leave that in? Yeah, we can. Uh, <laughs> if you crowd your days with every healthy habit out there, you're unlikely to get enough of it. You don't. If you you need to have non-time in your schedule. That is really good to hear and really interesting. My dad is the most organized, most regimented person I've ever met. Even when he he retired early and went back to college, so he did. That was after Nine. after you come out of the witness protection program. <laughs> just after, okay, just yeah. after. And um, so he used to do nine eight. So he, if he had if he had lectures, he'd go. But he was kind of he's doing I think law at the time, so he didn't have a ton of lectures. But he would be in the library from nine to eleven, and then he'd have a fifteen minute break where he, during which he ate a banana. <laughs> right. Then he'd do quarter past eleven to one. Then he'd have a banana sandwich and a pint of milk. I think was was the thing at the That's time. Pretty good for you. And. Uh, then he would study from two to four, have another break, uh, during which he'd have a fancy coffee, which I think is, is a latte. And then he'd go back into the library again and have another two hours of work. And he just worked it like a nine to five and he was so successful at, at being an amazing student. Um, but yeah, he has the most regimented schedule and then he has his schedule downtime. And it's something I wish I could do. And it's something I haven't got the hang of yet, but I, I will try. Hmm. Well, you have to have that downtime, apparently. Albert Einstein, it says here, was a lifelong sailor who insisted that many of his best ideas came to him while he was floating around doing nothing and enjoying his own non-time. Well, Although I'm sure he didn't call it non-time. It sounds like a relatively much, recent thing. How much non-time can I get away with here? Well, I'm aiming at 100%. 100%, because if, it's, if a little bit is good, that must mean more is better. That is exactly what I'm reading from this. Right? Yeah, I think that we should definitely non-time get Non-time is the non-time. way to go. Yes. Wow. So what can you do in non-time? Nothing. Can, can you read or do you, do you literally nothing? Well, I reckon I can watch the racing now. <laughs> okay, so it's just it's just downtime. Yeah, that, Amazing. that's what it says. And you, you, like, Great. Don't fill your day with routine, effectively. Have some time to yourself doing nothing. Brilliant. <laughs> Was that your dog? I'm... She needs a wee. Okay. Do you want to let her I'm out? Sorry. I'm going to let the dog out. You let the dog out. I'm so sorry. Girl. She <laughs> This is the beauty of, of when, when we're both in the, stu- in the studio together uh, because there's no dog to be let out. I don't even know. Can, can you hear me? Your, sorry, your I missed all that. I'm just saying, headphones plugged the, out. the beauty of when we're in the studio together, there's no dog to be let out. Yes, I know. <laughs> Sorry, 
I, I can, when I run upstairs. And there's your working, no, for what? For, to have a better space with no dogs. No, not at all. We're leaving all this in. Sure? Yeah, we're leaving all this in. <laughs> you think I'm taking it out? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, look, when you need a wee, you need a wee. Yeah, exactly. This is working from home. This is the reality of it. I mean, could take it out, but we're not that kind of a podcast. <laughs> we're not that. We're not yes, slick. Um, that's that's the other ones we I produce spend, here. <laughs> yeah. I spend a lot of my non-time with the dog. Hmm. Weeing. Watching her and... Um, weeing yeah but she's she's a, a glorious thing because she usually wees in the right place now because we're, we're nearly seven months old i'm so very impressed with that yeah i i didn't think yeah i didn't think you had you it in you there. to be honest with you i thought <laughs> that dog would train you rather than the other way around um okay and, and that's current affairs dogs weeing yes dogs weeing it always comes back to the dogs weeing Michael. so our next topic is culture and i have picked something that is one of my pet peeves and big gripes and uh, can, I, can I just I say before you before you go on, can I say yes. if I was to pick my pet pet peeves and gripes, we could be here for the day. Go ahead. I know you have excellent gripes, <laughs> and you have them lots of have them. them with great passion. Oh yeah. Um. Yes. This is from the Examiner, but I see it picked up in a lot of other papers too this week. Toxic positivity is on the rise. Stop telling me to look on the bright side. Leave me alone. So you may have heard people using the term toxic positivity, it says. I had not. I was so happy to see it because I've been battling this for so long. So it considers that if we're always looking on the bright side, we fail to process important emotions like sadness, fear and grief, which ultimately helps us to be a balanced and rounded individual and to heal from experiences. Duh. The whole basis of modern psychology. Like, I don't understand why people take your feelings away from you and they subjugate you by taking away your experience. It really annoys me when people force this sense of absolute false toxic positivity on you because it's like if you have a knife in your chest and you go running around with a knife in your chest, you need to stop take it out it's worse after you take it out then you need to deal with the wound then you need to heal it then you need to move on that's how it goes with the physical that's also how i believe it works with the mental but it really annoys me because pretending everything is okay surprise surprise is not that great for your mental health like there's an element of you know feeling positive and blah 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 but forcing a very false sense of positivity on to people who are going through some real stuff is really damaging uh, Dr. Linda Shaw, who's a change specialist and cognitive neuroscientist, so you know she knows what she's talking about, she says we use emotion, we use words, we use language, like positive emotions and negative emotions, but the truth is there's no such thing as good or bad feelings. All emotional states are valuable to our human experience. Anxiety, anger and fear are primitive ways of keeping us safe and well. And I find it really isolating when people try and take my feelings away from me. Just let me feel them. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I have a range of emotions. I'm a human. Normally, I'd interrupt you. Yes, I know. Oh, you're very, very like that was that was Neve, that was mad Neve coming through there. Yeah, but you've got to feel your feelings. Well, Otherwise, you you did psychology, you, didn't you, in in college? One one I of did. the times you were in college. And I'm very passionate about it, and it's mm. something I'd love to come back to. But I am all about like for better or for worse. I believe it's for better for actually letting people process and feel emotions in a healthy way. And then moving on. Like, it's not bad to be sad. It's a way of dealing with something that's been difficult. I accept what you're saying. I would say yes. that, I, and I think the pair of us are quite positive. Yes, I, but, despite but, what I've just said, I feel like a very positive absolutely, person. Absolutely, you're a very positive person. But I think, I think 
what what we also have going for us, said he modestly, is we're realistic as well. But you do, yeah. I certainly tend to look on the bright side, but then be as realistic as possible. I find it very helpful to be realistic because yeah. if I know what I'm dealing with and I'm being honest about it, then I have the skills to cope and I know what I need to. And another thing it brings up is the fact that we we all put this really positive spin and everything in social media, which as we all know, comparison is the thief of joy. And we feel much worse when we look at everybody else pretending yeah. to live these amazing lives. I would prefer to deal with a bit more reality. Yes, I would tend to agree with you. But that, and that's very that's that's very serious for our culture piece in the middle of this. It is, but toxic positivity culture. Just let people cry. Don't try and make them better. Just sit with them when they cry. And it's not easy to be with people when they're sad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just need your feelings acknowledged. Jeepers. And I have now been vindicated by the examiner. <laughs> yes. Oh, well then. Yes. <laughs> and, and you said, but by the way, somebody said, uh, well, I think it was Mel said that I, I, I referenced something last week. You did, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> do not accuse me of and having certainly will referenced n- my sources. It will not happen again. Good, I hope not. You Claim ref- all credit for you, research. Well, exactly. Well, listen, you, you do enough of that for both of us. I just feel like if, if anyone ever listens to this, and they're like, wait a second, I wrote that. I'm like, I need, I need to have reference to the fact that they wrote this. Yeah, but you know, we... we <laughs> comes back. When, when, when you're doing a lot of things on the radio, that sometimes guys write about it and they don't give you the reference. That's true. They do. Yes. Um, but I am, I am paranoid, as you know. Well... Among your among your many attributes, well, my many attributes, is paranoia. extensive worry is one of them. <laughs> Despite being a positive person, but not toxically positive person. A, yes, a positive worrier. A positive worrier, a realist, but a dreamer. <laughs> a good sense of humor. <laughs> I like long romantic walks on the beach. <laughs> exactly, and pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Looking for a non-smoking, non-drinking individual. Indeed. Um, your culture piece, Al. Thank you for moving me on. Um, this is a little lighter than yours. Okay. Because I'm not as deep as you. Maybe you're just not as angry as I am. No, I, I know and acknowledge how shallow I am. And I'm happy enough to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a key for successful living. Don't Absolutely. get too excited by articles in the examiner. Yeah, exactly. You certainly did. It's a shame we didn't record that. I, I should have on the Zoom and put it up. You are well into that. Anyway, uh, my culture. There is a new book out, um, and I am going to reference this because it's coming from a book. Uh, okay. Ronan Moore, it's called Irishisms. Oh, lovely. And it I goes through you. words that we use that other people don't use. Brilliant. Uh, I remember I worked in, in, in uh, over and back to the UK for, for a number of years. Um, and I had to change my language because sometimes they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Yes. Or else they'd slag me about it, which I had no problem with whatsoever because it was, I, I would do the same to them. <clears throat> um, but words like, for example, um, foostering. Foostering. Are you familiar? <laughs> if there's a, according to this, if there's a better way to reduce fussing around in an agitated way and not getting anywhere in one descriptive homeopathic word I, I said that wrong you can probably say that word can you Homeo- uh, no okay I won't, I'll leave it uh, I'd like to <laughs> foostering anyway is is one of the words um, that's a great word it is a great word and I'd forgotten well, it it's well, like something like onomatopoeic almost that is the word that, oh, is, that, that is written here that I couldn't say there are certain things I can't say and I well it kind of is uh, we say malafooster in our house I don't know if that's a real word or not you say what Malafooster. Malafooster you. I don't know if it's an actual word, but I think it's, it's a vaguely threatening sentiment that we shout at each other sometimes. Okay. Malafooster. 
<laughs> we'll put that in there. I don't know if that's a real thing, but mom, growing up, mom would be like, don't do that, we'll malafooster you. Where's your mother from? She is actually from Roscommon. Uh, okay. So she doesn't speak like that at all. Oh, no, I'm like, quite like sure. I, like the impression that I just did. That yes, no, not no. Like well, yes. If she ever listen, like listens to this, she's not going to. She's not going She'll to never it. listen, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me old Sagosha, right? Now, the only person I've ever heard saying that was Noel Purcell, who I'm sure you don't remember. He was an actor in the in the 30s, 40s, 50s. One of the, the first Irish actors, he was a great actor, uh, first Irish actors to make it big in the UK and Hollywood. So it, it's apparently an old Dublin saying, but he was the only one I, I ever heard say it. Me old um, Sagosha. What does it mean? Is it a term of endearment? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Like, ah. me, me dear. But I'm, I'm probably vaguely aware of it, yeah, but I've never heard it used. Just, I'm, I'm curious as to how it made its way in there. I think they were probably struggling by the time they got to that. A dote. Ah, you're a dote. A dote I would use, and my yeah. family would use an awful lot. Yeah. And I, no one else uses it. No they? one else uses it, only, only the Irish. Or bockety. Bockety is brilliant. We use bockety all the time. Yeah. Bockety old thing, yeah. Um, brilliant. Banjaxed. Banjax, great word. It yeah, is a great word. Absolutely, banjax. You nope. have multiple meanings. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I made up bags of it. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. one. One that isn't here that's just come into my head is uh, letting on. Do you know letting that one? Letting on. Yeah. That's the I was letting on that something was... Yeah. Hammered. Yes. Exactly. That's it. But but that, that that's something I think I probably had to uh, get rid of when I was in the UK. Uh, you know, because I would have said I was letting on. Or something else we do. Um, I'm after going down the road there. I'm only after just being having gone down the road there. <laughs> yeah, I love that exactly. we add... If you can say it in 10 oh, words, yeah. words, we like to say... We like to add in the extra words. That's it? I love it. Yeah. Sure, I'm only after just being sane. Um... <laughs> Not quite that bad, but no. I love that. I love the excess words. And I didn't always grow up in Ireland, so I had to learn all these things as an outsider. Well, listen, yeah, kind of you, you were out, out of the country more, much more so than I was. And you, well, just you, as a kid. On the witness, well, Witness Protection Programme took you all over the world. <laughs> so I would have learned um, my language elsewhere and then come here and been like, oh, that's cool, I have to pick that up. Um, <laughs> things like half term, people used to be like, half term, what's half term? Midterm, so yeah. midterm. Um, one thing that Americans didn't understand when I said it is everything. Quite recently, uh, this this thing was I said, "Oh, he's coming to collect me later." Oh yeah. And they didn't they didn't get coming to collect. Another thing that they didn't get was I'd say it's half two, and they'd be like, "Is it half two, two, or half after two? Yeah. Which yeah, it were like half twelve. Is it half before twelve or half after twelve? Oh god. So it never god. occurred to me that that would confuse people. Although I guess the Germans do it a different way. Like Halb Zane is not half ten. Half nine? How, no, how, I don't. I don't. Can't remember any of my German. But the Germans do it differently, so maybe the Americans do too. The Germans do things differently. I'll do one more of these before we finish. Yes, I love these. If I can remember the oh, notions. Notions, you've, yeah. Neve, do you know what? You've got notions. I have. I have been accused of. Well, you, you definitely have notions. <laughs> but I cultivate my notions actively. <laughs> exactly. Or you know, she's she's got notions. <laughs> I kind of use it as a, as a funny thing, but it is something we, we I still use. I love <laughs> Irishisms. I think they're brilliant. And the book, I if you want it, is is Ronan Moore Irishisms, and that's the end of my um, my referencing. <laughs> Purely because it's a book, it and again. I mean, Ronan's gone out and, and put put a bit a lot of work, presumably, into all of these things. But I just thought it was really interesting. Where did they get that from? Uh, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to reference it. Apart from the book. <laughs> Those are very enjoyable. I do love. I told you I had good ones this week, and I've, I've really a, good ones. I have a really week. good one to finish on as well. But but let's go with your wild card first. Well, my wild card is the arrival of the walrus, which shook oh, us all yeah. up this week. And the walrus who drifted to Ireland from the Arctic, probably by falling asleep on a glacier. or Well, something. you do, don't you? <laughs> 
And there was all kinds of everything all over Twitter of, you know, Fungi's replacement or like auditions for Fungi. Yeah. Fungi part two taken over. And um, but the little girl who first spotted the walrus has come up with the names for the creature depending on whether it turns out to be male or female. And her name is Mwirin Houlihan. Mm-hmm. And she spotted it out in a Kerry Island. I believe was it Valencia Island. I it was. didn't take that much notice of it, but I saw the pictures, yeah. Yeah, the size of a dairy bull, which is pretty big, landed on the rocks of Valencia Island in an extremely rare appearance. If it's a girl, she would like the girl to be called Isabel. And if it's a boy, she would like to name the boy Kean the walrus. Kean the walrus. Is that so your you dog trying to get in? Kian, she's just screaming at the sky. Okay. <laughs> I shall make sure next time that she is put away for this. <laughs> No, I'm just just curious. So, Keen or Isabel the walrus? Keen or Isabel. And the walrus has come from the North Pole, possibly off Greenland. There is no confirmation yet whether or not he or she is friends with Santa. Okay, and how do they know it's come from, Like, have they had a chat with it? They had a chat, yeah. He had his Fitbit on, so he was tracking his progress uh, all the way. Fair enough. Yeah. Huge walrus, Valencia Island, Keen or Isabel. There you go. Way to go. Way to go! Very exciting, a rare appearance of a massive walrus. It did look fairly big on the uh, on the old. I was going to say I, it wasn't on yeah, the beach; it was on the on the side of side of a rock. Yes, um, although if it's the size of a dairy bull, that's, that's fairly big. big. Yeah, exactly. That is absolutely massive. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he'll be able to make his way back. And he's like nothing anyone's ever seen before, really. It's the first confirmed sighting of a walrus. Nothing believe. anyone's ever seen before, unless you're up in Greenland. Unless you're up in Greenland, yes. And um, so that was a really big sleep. Although I relate, I, I, <laughs> yes. I, could, I could fall asleep and then the wake up. Actually, I couldn't. Totally. I can't sleep anymore. Do you know what? As you get older, it's one thing. You, like I just, like I get enough sleep. I'm not tired. I just like to sleep more. Um, There's the dog. dog. <laughs> Did you leave the door open? Yeah, and um, she, uh, she, she likes to wee a couple of times at, at around between ten and eleven. So she's kind of very good doing her thing. <laughs> well, yeah. So she was, I decided to record down here because she was asleep and she, we usually get a couple of hours, but she heard a bang and she woke up and now she's being, bringing pestilence to us. As you do. She's dying to hear your, she's, can you see her? She's losing her, her front teeth. They lose their, their milk teeth. God, oh, I didn't know that. I swallow. didn't either. Well, we yeah, know now, you see, and you see, you're learning stuff. You're learning stuff yeah. about dogs as well. You learn so much stuff by listening amazing. to this, this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely okay. amazing. My yeah, bit. Al's wild card. My wild card. A lock of hair from legendary singer Elvis Presley has sold for... Actually, I was, this is the bit. I was going to do this bit about two weeks ago. And then I would this be... a great bit. And we ended up doing the porridge thing because I forgot it. I was going to do it last week and I had a better bit. At that stage, it was a man is selling a lock of Elvis Presley's hair. But yes. now he's sold it. Okay. A lock of Elvis Presley's It's hair, just now, Neve, picture, it's just a lock of hair <laughs> on a piece of paper, right? <laughs> now, it is It is certified Elvis's hair. So that's all, it's 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 a piece of hair. And I hope you get it in some kind of ceremonial box. I, for, I, I saw it on online and it was it was on a piece of, it's stuck a piece to of a paper. piece of paper. Yeah, right. you can put it in a box. That's disappointing. I'm going to say $50,000. <laughs> It, it was. It was. 000. It was in the UK rather than the US, right? Okay. Uh, yes. Collector Tom Unwin uh, in Staffordshire bought it ten years ago. He's been a huge Elvis fan. The hair was collected by hairdresser Homer Gilliand, who, according to a letter of provenance, even cut the star's hair on tour and on film sets. Four grand. Four grand. Now I did overestimate that massively. But I have been at home for a year, yes. so my references have gone completely skewed. 
but wow, four grand for a curl of hair. Although the hair is quite famous. It wasn't it black velvet. Oh, thank you, yeah. Hair, hair gel, or he has some product called black velvet, and that song black velvet references both that and the fact that Elvis was painted on black velvet. I can't remember, I used to know this. I have no idea what you're talking about. Some radio thing. You know that song black velvet, which is about Elvis? Is it? It is, apparently, Alana yes. Alana Miles. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's about Elvis. Um, we'll go and, and check that for next week. That's a hook we'll for next week. We'll go and reference that for next week. Yeah. Um, for Grant, what are you going to do with the hair? Are you going to just, like, just display well, it? Well, you're obviously going to display it. Yes, but, and he's not a hairdresser. He's just he's an Elvis collector. He's an Elvis collector. Um, no, well, that's the guy who sold it. doesn't say who bought it. Maybe it did in the next okay. page, but I couldn't be. That wasn't that pushed. Right, and... Had, that, I read, had I read this last week, they were looking for six. Were they? Okay. I thought they would have got six, actually. I thought they would have, too. I thought there's enough mad yes. people out there. Yeah, you know? saving all the pennies from COVID. Absolutely. Like, I, go through, I go through the um, eBay looking for Brian Wilson stuff. Do you? Yeah. That's a, very, that's a very cool hobby to have. Well, or, or anything like that that, that is, is kind of collectible, but um, not too expensive. Yes. I wouldn't pay four grand for some Elvis hair. No, and if I did pay four grand for some Elvis hair, I'd want to be displaying it somewhere public. Exactly. That somebody could enjoy it. Like if I had a hair salon. Ooh. Or if I owned a shop that sold records or something like that. Yes, I'd indeed. I'd want to count for something. You would too. Write it off. Tax. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you get wow. away with that. Um, yeah, I bet all the other hair dressers who, who didn't keep Elvis's hair are kicking themselves now. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Would be. Uh, that's my bit. That's my lot. Do you have anything else to, to finish up on? I apologize for everything I've ever done, but uh, today, most particularly for my dog inter- interrupting this show. No, not at all. It was a, a welcome <laughs> distraction from the nonsense we were talking. <laughs> She talks a lot of nonsense herself. Uh, well, there you go. And um, we're at 14, so I need to come up with a... We need to come up with a name for that. 14. Because we yes. normally don't discuss. Actually, just before we finish, let's discuss. I was thinking of calling it Valentine. Oh, that's nice. It's the only thing that I can associate with 14. Yes. I don't have anything for you. Okay, let's call it Valentine. Because, like, there's, there's always a Louis. But I don't feel like yeah. the 14th. Yeah. There's a Louis, the everything. We, we've done a lot of kings and queens, though, at the in yeah. the earlier episodes. We're going to come into a lot of trouble around 19. No, 20. we'll build another 19. <laughs> you know, the, you remember the, the song? I think that like with the whole COVID-19 thing, we could Ooh. potentially, we could go there as well. Very good. However, The COVID episode, it might make yeah. us sound a bit like Morning Ireland, which we're not really, well, listen, we model ourselves on it. That we do the same, we do the extensive research and we, ha- we wake up before dawn and we have production meetings that exactly, kind of thing that's it that's what we do alright do you want me to do the outro piece or will I watch yes. you will I watch you struggle to do it <laughs> you have the script you do the piece uh, your suggestions or stories are welcome at lookit at uniquemedia.ie that's the email address or you can follow us on twitter at lookitpodcast subscribe and leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice and that Mel be will be bombarding us with the social media during the week thanks Mel I'm Aldo. Sorry that I don't do it. I'm Heath Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> but you're getting your name Sorry, right. Well. That's the main thing. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week. Look it. 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 We we listen. listen. Produced by Unique Media. Unique Media.